0: How many know it is the blood? I'm here because of the blood today. Thank the Lord. Amen. Turn around, shake somebody's hand this morning, and ushers, make your way forward. We're going to lift up our Sunday school offering. I'm excited today to have Brother and Sister Seals with us, and amen. He's going to do some teaching today, I believe, uh, for Sunday school, so amen. I'm thankful for that today. Excited about our baby dedication. Uh, there are a lot of folks uh, on the road traveling. Some are still sick. Uh, pray for Sister Laura. She's down there with uh, Autumn and Tim, to help taking care of him. So uh, things are going uh, seemingly pretty well there. So uh, remember, remember them in your prayers today. Take your offering in your hand. Let's just ask God to bless it. Lord, bless our Sunday school class today. Bless our offering, Lord. God, you see us, Lord, everyone, Lord God, that has a desire to be here, Lord, to give, Lord. I pray that you bless it for your purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, oh, by the way, I put that five in the plate. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, when we took out the pews, and I don't know, the uh, cleaning guy came in and said, uh, Hey, I found this out there. I could keep it. I said, You can have it. He said, No. He said, Somebody may have stashed it. I said, Well, maybe in the women getting ready for Mo and Paul or something, I don't know, but we'll put it in the offering on Sunday morning, so the Lord will get it one way or the other, amen, 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 you could be seated, thank you, I'm going to invite our Sunday school teacher out here today, amen, put your hands together for Brother Riddell Seals, our evangelist, amen, home this weekend,
1: amen, praise the Lord everybody, amen, so good to be here this morning, I believe, uh, even in the teaching that we're going to do this morning, I believe God can move. I've seen him do it. I think I can believe God can move and God can work. And I believe anything can happen, even in a Sunday school. Amen. Nothing by any means is impossible to God. If you will stay with me for the reading of the word this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Now, I may or may not get through all of this and I'm okay with that. I hope you are too. I may or may not get through all of this but some of which uh, I'm going to linger on longer than I do on others. Uh, So if that's okay with you, it's okay with God. So I got to be okay with you. Amen. Ephesians 4 verse 11 and 12 it says and he gave some apostles, some prophets, Some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the working, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. But I want to go back to verse 11. He said, he gave some. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Help me pray. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we thank you for what you're getting ready to do. Lord, for what you're getting ready to say. God, I ask for wisdom and knowledge as I teach this word unto your people today. Lord, help me to say what you want me to say and to do what you want me to do in this setting today. For, Lord, nothing by any means is impossible unto you. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for revelation. I pray, Lord God, for us, our eyes to be open unto some things today. And we give you glory for what you're getting ready to do and honor for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands unto the Lord as you're being seated. Amen. The Bible says... Bible says that your calling uh, will make room for itself. It's nothing that you have to force. It's nothing that you have to do yourself. Uh, your calling will make room for itself. Uh, It will make room. It will remove. It will do what it has to do. You uh, just got to be faithful unto God, and those things will begin to happen. It makes room for itself, and it is the will of God. It always has been the will of God Uh, for every hand in the body of Christ to have his hand in the kingdom of God. It is not the will of God for any hand to be lazy in the house of God. Because I came to the realization that hands that are lazy in the house of God, uh, hands that are not busy in the kingdom of God, are hands that are busy outside in the world. And it's not hard to tell. It's not hard to set apart. You know them. Uh, we all know that you know who they are by their fruit. And it's very important that in the body of God, in the body of Christ, that uh, that that we have the mindset uh, to keep our hands busy and reaching in the kingdom of God. Once you begin to forsake those things, you begin to forsake everything else. And once you begin to push those things aside, you begin to push aside everything else. Uh, as soon as you get to that mindset that, that you don't need these type of things, you need all of these gifts. You need the five-fold ministry. One is not bigger than the other. There is no calling that is better and bigger than another calling. The five is, is all, it does the same thing. It is for the edifying of the body of Christ. Can I get an amen? Thank you, all two of you. The Bible says to let this mind be in you, uh, which was also in Christ Jesus in the Philippians 2 and 5. Uh, You have to have the mind of God to be able to do these things. You can't have the mind of man. You can't have the mind of this world and be able to do a work for God. If I was to evangelize and not have the mind that I have, I don't believe I would be successful like we are today. Amen. If you would have the mind of God and the working in the kingdom of God, then I believe that's when you will begin to see results. The Bible says that he gave some apostles. And Acts 5 and 12 through 16. I'm going to read it to you. You can turn it in your Bibles. You can just sit here and stare at me and watch me read it to you. And it says, by the hand of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnify them. And the believers were more added to the Lord. Multitude, both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, and at least that the shadow of Peter passing by overshadowed some of them. That's called desperation. And there came also a multitude out of the cities round about uh, to Jerusalem, uh, bringing sick folks them which had vexed and unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Not just were they great teacher, not just an apostle is a great teacher, uh, but is a great example as well. And many will try to say, well, Brother Seals, uh, uh, there is no such thing as an apostle anymore, but as far as the Word of God says, uh, there is. And because it's not high and lifted up on a pedestal like some offices are, I'm fixing to get to that here in a second, it's not high and lifted up on this pedestal the way you get notarized for it, how many people would try to downgrade that call. I feel the Holy Ghost today. Uh, The Bible says that he gave some prophets. Now I'm fixing to really get in on this. Hold on. I feel like I got to drink some water. Unpause. He gave some prophets. And there's a problem we have in this day and age is that everybody think they're prophets. Got real quiet in here. Everybody think they're prophet. Just because God used you to speak to a word to somebody uh, does not make you a prophet. It means you are available to be used that day. But it does not mean that you're called to be a you hear me today. That's not what it means. You're just available. The Bible says that you will know them by their what? Their fruit. Just because they say they're prophets does not mean they're prophets. Just because they say that what they are does not mean that they're what they are. And we got a tendency because they call themselves prophets and prophetess or whatever they may call themselves. Uh, we got the tendency to jump to that. And because they call themselves prophets, we think, well, maybe they didn't hear from God. But I know of some who wish that they did not. I know of some that will call themselves prophets and call themselves prophetess and they're not called to do such a thing. Getting tied in here, I'm telling you. I've, 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 let me, let me get back to my notes here. I'm not trying to venture off too much. But, but what does their fruit look like? What, what, what does their fruit look like? Because since you will know them by their fruit, uh, Amen. A tree that bears corrupt fruit uh, is an evil tree. I don't want to be around somebody that has to tell me that they're a prophet all the time. I don't have time, and my family's sake, and my ministry's sake, and for the church's sake, we don't have time to jump to everybody that calls themselves prophet. As a matter of fact, it is a dangerous road that one takes. Amen. I when they venture out on that and begin to say, well, since they call themselves a prophet, that makes me want to connect with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Positively. Absolutely. Not. I remember uh, I was I was in Illinois. Uh, and I wasn't in Illinois, I get a phone call from a friend of mine, and I love them dearly. Just because you love them dearly and they're good friends of yours, don't mean you got to take what they say to heart. I'll take it to prayer before I take it to heart. And so I, I get a phone call from a friend of mine, and he's talking to me. He's praying, he said, Brother Seals, I was in prayer. I was in prayer, and, and, and God said, and there's I'm fixing a phone. He said, God said. You see, once you say God said, you better be 100% sure that you heard from God. And it's not off of a conversation you heard throughout the. He said, God said. And I said, what do you mean? He said, Brother Seals, God said uh, X, Y, Z. Many know, many don't. But but God, God said, Brother Seals, uh, that, that you need to come uh, and take my church. I said, no, he no, You think God's going to pass you, me, and go to you and tell you what I need to do? I said, no, sir. I said, I don't don't feel that. There's nothing wrong with telling the truth. I don't feel that. And since I don't feel that, I'm not doing that. He said, well, would you consider preaching there? I said, now we're talking. I'll go up there and I would preach. But I'm not taking anything. Because what would have happened if I would have took what he told me to take before I even got there, it would have been problems and it would have been issues. When I got there and I began to preach, I looked at my family. I said, my family is going to suffer if I take that nonsense. So what did you do, Brother Seals? I called him and I said, that is is a no-go. Brother Shields, why is it a no-go? I said, because I don't feel it. And says, I don't feel it. It's a no-go. He said, well, Brother Shields, I may have gotten it wrong, but I, I really feel like I didn't. I said, you did get it wrong. You did get it wrong. And there's nothing wrong with telling people you got it wrong. As long as you don't do it in a hateful manner, as long as you don't do it in such a disrespectful manner, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I don't feel that right now. It may be, I, I don't feel that right now. I don't feel like God is pushing me, amen, to do that right now. There's nothing wrong. He pressured the mess out of me in my life. Well, are you sure, Brother Seals? I'm absolutely, positively sure I'm about this. I'm not doing this. They 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 put an aspect on it, and because they say God said, some feel like you got to jump and cleave to that prophecy. But not all that folks say that God said is God actually saying something. Just because somebody tell you the say of the Lord, don't mean the Lord said anything. And if you're not careful, you'll take it to heart. And when it backfires, when it backfires on you, because it does backfire, and when it backfires on you, you'll find yourself in this bitter mode wondering why did God do what he did. And all of a sudden, then you find out, amen, that you'll begin to backslide because when you get real bitter and mad at God, you'll start praying. You'll stop praying. You'll stop worshiping. You'll stop, fat. You'll stop doing what you were doing before that nonsense came. And I know some of which, amen, some of my great friends, I will sit in offices with some of these men, and they will tell me, Brother Seals, a prophet so-and-so came, and they told me this. And I look at them, and I say, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know what I'm going to do. I said, I don't feel that. I said, but you take it to prayer. Don't you take that to heart. You take it to prayer, because at the end of the day when you leave, the office of a prophet is very important. But not only is it very important, it's very abused as well. Not only is it very abused as well, but people want the recognition and they want the promotion and they want hey, man, everybody to not know they're a prophet, but don't nobody want that office. They just want the flesh of it. They just want the fleshly sin of it. I was talking to a pastor last night. Him and his wife are still beat up about this nonsense. He said, Brother Shields, I went to a conference. I love conferences, don't you? He said, I went to a conference, Brother Seals, and he said, uh, this this preacher, he said, I knew him. He he knew my situation. He knew that his wife, his wife's mother was getting ready to die. She had cancer. He knew those things, but he still walked up to the lady and said, thus saith the Lord. And because she was yawning and needing a word from God, she cleaved to it. And the prophet, the preacher that night, he said, God said, and you got to be careful. God said that your mother is going to be healed. Then he walks away, then turned back around and really just didn't, I don't know if he didn't realize what he said. I don't know what his issue was, but he turned back around to the lady and said, God said she has two more years. And it wasn't the end of the year, and then she died. You got to be careful with this God said business. You got to be real careful. I'm going to stick to this for a moment. You got to be real careful about this God said business. I take these things to prayer. I take these things to prayer before I ever say anything to anybody. Because if I'm wrong and it could affect their salvation, and then their blood is on my hand because I wanted the recognition of God's sin. How about we start being obedient to God? If God didn't say it, don't say it. If you don't know that if you're 100% sure about it, be quiet. Don't say a word because it's easier, amen, safer than sorry. I remember a time, and sometimes you can have a word from God to give to somebody, but it is not the right time to give that word to somebody. So if you give a word at the wrong time, they're not going to receive it well. You get what I'm saying? Uh, God gave me a word for a pastor a year ago, and just last week in Texas I was able to get to this man, and I was able to give him the word because it wasn't time yet. Yeah, I had conversations conversation with him. Yeah, I talked to him. But because it was not time yet, I was not able to release that word word to him because it was not time yet. I had to keep it in the back of my mind. I know what God said. I know I need to release this. And I said, God, I need to tell this man something now cause it wasn't time yet. Get what you feel like because it wasn't time yet. Because it wasn't the right season yet. I wasn't able to say it until a whole year later. Last week I made the I made the mention. I went to his church and I preached and I gave him the word in the middle of the conversation. After I was done the pastor looked at me. He says, "You don't even know." I said, "I don't want to. I don't want to know I just needed to give you that word mm. amen from God I don't need to know I don't need to know and then I realized I hey, got help. I'm told you I'm gonna stay on this for a while <laughs> then I came to the realization that in this day and hour we are living in I've been walked in the conversations I didn't walked in the services and I didn't heard people prophesying It ain't no prophecy they walk up to people pastor this is what they do bishop they walk up to people anymore. I'm treading on thin ice right now. Walk up to people and they say, God, God, God has a calling on your life. God has an anointing on your life. Here's something God wants to do in your life. You get what I've ever heard that happen before? Here's something God wants to do in your life. There, there's something that God wants to take you. That's not prophecy. That's common sense. Yeah, God wants to do something for me. Yeah, there's anointing God wants to put on my life. That's not prophesying, it's actual common sense. I didn't have to walk up to churches and pastors, and I know when it's fixing to get on me because I feel it prior when I get to that church. When I get to that church, I feel like I'm fixing to prophesy. I'm fixing to call some things out, and I don't want to. I didn't been to churches, and not call out pastors. I didn't called them out in the office. I didn't called them out over the phone. I didn't called some of these pastors out, and I give them a word from God, and then I'm done. I don't overdo it. We got a problem with overdoing it. I don't overdo it. I tell them what God said, and then I tell them the consequence, and then I hang up the phone. And some of which took heed and turned from their wicked ways. Others didn't, and some are dead right now. Right now. The call of a prophet very important. And you've got to be careful that you're called to do such a thing. Otherwise... You'll trample and trample over everybody else, because you feel like I am a prophet. and you feel you got to be 100 percent called to do something. But brother says, I got a social media account, so Brother says, I got followings on Facebook, and everybody got followings on. that don't mean you're a prophet. That don't mean you're a preacher. That, that's not what that means. So what Facebook is not a part of my calling. I'm sorry. I can live without the nonsense. I can live without that nonsense. Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. That's not part of my call. I'm called to preach the priest of word, whether it's in the streets or in the church or in the grocery store. Folks don't want to talk about that no more. Hey, you call the priest the word, not politics. You're called the priest the word, and that's what you gotta do. The office of an evangelist, some people swear up and down that I got it made. And I don't. Some people swear up and down. All I do is eat and sleep and preach and get fat. Yeah, somebody said that not too long ago. All I do is eat and sleep and get fat. But that that's only 10% of what I do. What you laughing about? Quit laughing. It ain't all of what I do. Second Timothy, Second Timothy four and Four, chapter 2 through 5 it says to preach the word that's what I do it said be instant in season and out of season Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine be careful, be sure that when you teach it and you're preaching it, you're in the doctrine, I know people that will preach, amen the word but they give you 10,000 stories, therefore you don't have a sermon, you got a bedtime get me started go to the next verse as that for the time will come, and we're in that day right now, when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's right now. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. Next verse, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Next verse. But watch thou in all things be careful and watch. Be careful and watch. Be careful and watch not just some things, but all things. Thank for that microphone breaking down on me. And endure inflictions. And endure infliction. And then the Bible goes on and says to do the work of an evangelist. But really kind of grab the hold on here when it says to make full proof of thy ministry. Not just half-proof, not just what you feel the makeup, amen, amen. But you gotta make full proof of your ministry. I don't have to tell you I'm an evangelist for you to know that I'm an evangelist. I done made full proof of that ministry already that I am a God called, not a man called, but I am a God called evangelist that preaches His word and keep the nonsense off the pulpit. Keep the, keep, oh God help me. Hey man, keep the politics off the pulpit. Keep my issues and my family, keep that stuff off the pulpit. When I get to this place, my main goal is to preach the word. Don't nobody want to hear about me having problems with my kids? I got to get up here and I got to preach this word. Why? Because there's people that are lost. There's people that are dying. And there's people that need to hear this word. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you. There's people that need to hear this word. When they walk in here on a Wednesday. When they walk in here on a Sunday school. And when they walk in here on a Sunday night. It don't matter. They need to hear this word. I was told. I was told A guy was talking to me. I don't know why people call me some. He calls me, and he says, Brother Seals, how's evangelizing going? I said, it's evangelizing. I don't know how to answer that question. He said, uh, he said I've been thinking. I want to downgrade this ministry now. He said, I've been thinking. He said, I think the office of the evangelist is almost done with. I said, what Bible are you reading? I think the office of the evangelist, because we're in tough time and the gas is high, pastors not having revivals like they used to have, folks don't want to move to God like they used to have. And because people are fleshly, you think God's going to remove an office because some folks don't want it? God's not going to remove an office because some people don't want it. The office of an evangelist is there. You need evangelists. You need apostles, you need prophets, and you need evangelists working fully of the ministry of God and to make full proof of that ministry. Amen. Ain't that good teaching today? The office of a pastor. Now watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. The office of a pastor. Some want to neglect that office sometime. The office of a pastor. Jeremiah 3.15. Brother Seals, God didn't give us pastors. Well, watch what I tell you. He I will give to you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. It's very vile and it's very important. It is very, uh, amen, important that you know, that you know, that you know, that you 100% called to be what God calling you. That there's no wavering in between because I can assure you one thing. If, I, if you don't listen to nothing, listen to this. There's going to be a time in life where you begin to question it, whether you're called by God or not. Because if you look around sometimes, you'll look around and say, I don't know if I'm called to do this anymore. Sometimes as I evangelize, as I travel, Amen. I, I feel like sometimes I don't know I mean, if I'm called to do this anymore. But I know I'm called to do it because God called me. God called me, in the office of a of a, of a pastor is important. Uh, to some people, a pastor uh, can't do anything right because he's not doing it their way. To some people, a pastor, amen, I is everything else in the book but a man of God. But I caution you this day to be careful and be careful, be very careful how you treat and talk to the man of God. Well, Brother Seals, he made me mad. I don't care who made you mad. Brother Seals, I got a disagreement. You can have as many disagreements as you want to. But once you begin to tear down the ministry, once you begin to tear down the offices that God has placed, once you begin to attack the men of God, then you're asking for trouble. I caution you to be very, very, very careful how you talk about your men of God. If you're around people that gossiping about your man of God, you better shut it down or you're just as guilty as everybody else in that room. If you're around people that's gossiping about evangelists, you better shut it down or you're just as guilty as everybody else in that room. If you're around people that's talking down about a God-sent prophet, and I emphasize on God-sent prophet, and if you're around people that's talking down to one, you shut it down or you're just as guilty as everybody else in that room. Brother Shields, I didn't say nothing. That was the problem. You didn't say nothing. I feel the Holy Ghost, man. Now lift your hands to heaven. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. The office of a pastor. Very vile and very important that you know that God sent you and not man. I was in a revival with a pastor and I looked at his family. I said, there ain't no one. I looked at him. And I got up there to preach. And it just went south. It went somewhere else. And I called him out. Not in front of everybody, but I said, man, come over here for a Let me talk to you. We went away from everybody else, all six of them. Went away from everybody else, and I said, hey, I got a question. He said, yes, sir. I said, "God said uh, that when I was praying, I said, Doc said that your wife don't want to be here no more. What's going on? He said, Brother Sills, not only do my wife don't want to be here, he made sure I didn't leave him out. He said, but I don't want to be here either. He said, not only do I don't want to be here, but if, if this revival don't go the way I want it to, he said, I'm leaving. I said, who sent you here? He said, my bishop. I said, oh, God didn't send you here? He said, no. He said, I knew that I wasn't even supposed to be here but because I didn't feel like arguing with everybody. He said, I went. And I said, if you look and see your family, he talked to me. He said, every time it's time to get up and go preach at this church, he said, my family purposely dragged their feet. They don't want to go to this church. They don't feel like going to this church. He said, but once we go to another church that is lively and that is full of life and that is full of joy. He said, my family jumped up and they are out the door quicker than I am. Because he said, there's something about a church that is on fire. And that church was not on fire. It was not on fire whatsoever. Even if there was a fire, they wouldn't know it because they were so dead. It was so dead, it was so dry, and I would look at his kids, and his kids were suffering. His wife, amen, would have her head down the whole entire service, and the pastor would stand on the side of the church, amen, and would pray and would rock back and forth. And I said, you don't want to be here, do you? He said, nope. He said, I didn't think so, but we can finish this revival, right? Yeah, let's finish this revival, yeah. Yeah, let's finish this. So we finished the revival, and a few weeks later, he resigned. He said, hey, it wasn't the will of God for me to do that. He said, my family, you see, there's a whole lot more to it than just you. I call people selfish when they do that nonsense. There's a whole lot to it than just you. You got to look at your family. You got to look at your wife. You got to look at your kids. The spirit of depression I hit them so hard. When you go outside the will of God, there's no way, I there is no way that I want to sit up here in a place where God didn't call me. If it wasn't the will of God for us to evangelize, I would not do it. If it wasn't the will of God for us to do what we're doing, you know what I would be doing. Something else. I did not want to evangelize. God wanted me to evangelize. And last time I checked, it's the will of God, not your will. His will got to be done and not your will. Because what you may desire and what God may desire are two different things. The office of a teacher. Office of a teacher, I mean, is very important. Very important. Jesus told his disciples to teach all nations. Teachers are leaders. Teachers are leaders. And when you're teaching, you better be able, amen, to refer everything back to this word. You better be able to refer every teaching, everything you got to say. You better be able to bring it right back to this word. Because if you can't show it in doctrine, don't say it out loud. Hear me right now. You can't find the scripture, don't say it. Well, let me Google it. No, 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 no. How about you study it? How about uh, if you can't find it? To, if it's not in the word of God, keep your mouth closed. Brother Seals, I, I feel like maybe may, maybe I can twist the scripture, the scripture of, of, of no private interpretation, the way you see this, the way it is. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Back to what I was saying earlier, everybody under the sound of my voice got a calling upon their life. Whether you want to accept it or want you, or you want to reject it, I mean, that's completely up to you. But everybody under the sound of my voice has a call. Everybody under the sound of my voice has a call. And you can either take heed to that call or not take heed to that call. I realize people that don't take heed to that call are the one that suffers the most. It's hard to get peace knowing you're out the will of God. You want to do this thing out the will of God? It's hard to have peace and have joy, knowingly knowing you're not doing what God is calling you. Yeah, I'm don't. I, I, I I'm telling somebody today, it's hard, amen, to have freedom and liberty being out the will of God. As a matter of fact, I'm going I'm to go a little bit further and say it's impossible. You may be happy for a day, you may be happy for a couple of weeks, but it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. I am out the will of God. And since I'm out the will of God, can I make heaven my heart? Since I'm out the will of God, can I make heaven my heart? Watch this now. Since I'm gossiping and talking about people, can I make heaven Hear me right now. I don't deal with gossipers. I'm just going to triple off on it before I leave. I don't deal with gossipers. You want to know why I don't deal with gossipers? Because they're bitter. Not only are they bitter, but they're hateful and their speech is uh, of no encouragement. So what I do, I stay far away from them. Because if I'm in the room with a gospel, nine times out of ten, amen, I they're gonna start talking, they're gonna start talking about what this one's not doing right. And we, you know it's always a people that does the most talking that got the most effect. They do absolutely nothing in the house of God, but do all the talking elsewhere. They don't do nothing and they don't help the ministry. They don't they don't give. They're not active in the house of God. and not got the audacity to open their mouth and say something. Stand with me all over this congregation today. I end this like this to make full proof. If you're called to do what you are saying you're called to do. You're called to be an evangelist, make full proof. Called to be an apostle, make full proof. Called to be a prophet. You better make full proof. You called to be a teacher, make full proof. Called to be a pastor, make full proof. Lift your hands to heaven all over this house right now. Come on, Lord, we love you today. Thank you for your word of encouragement. Your word, Lord God, that's spoken unto your people this day. Lord, I ask, Lord God, for revelation. I ask, God, that our hands remain busy. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that our hands don't differ off into other things. And Lord, I pray this day and hour, God, that we become more busier in the house. I need you praying all over this congregation right now. Come on. Lord, I pray that we get busier in the house of God. I pray our hands, Lord God, are busy in the kingdom of God. That we know, that we know, that we know, that you have called us to a level that we have never been to, that you're calling us to a place we're not familiar with. Lord, help us to realize and know what our calling is because everybody in this congregation is called to do something. Nobody is called to do nothing. That's not a call. That's just un- That's just laziness. That's not a call. God, help me not to be lazy today. God, help me to do what you called me to do today in the name of Jesus. I want somebody lift your voices right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want to make full proof of my calling. Come on, somebody, I want to make full proof of it right now. This is what I'm called to do. I don't need, hey, man, a bunch of people verifying it. I'm just going to do the work that God has called me to do today. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Make full proof. I'm telling somebody right now to make full proof. Make full proof of that ministry. Make full proof of that call today in the name of Jesus.